Cox can help make your home smarter and your life easier. Now you can use your Contour voice remote to connect to your home life cameras so you can view them right on your TV screen using simple voice commands. That makes it easy to keep tabs on what's happening around your home right from your couch. Need to keep an eye on the kids when they're playing outside? Just say, show me my backyard camera into your Cox voice remote and watch them while you're in the house. And if you're waiting for a delivery and want to make sure it's there on time, no problem. Just say, show me driveway camera to check on it with your Home Life HD cameras on the TV screen while you go about your day. When you live in a home powered by Cox Internet, you can stay connected to what matters and let Cox take care of the rest. To learn more about all the benefits of your connected home, visit cox.com slash thisishome today. New hot and iced sunrise batch coffee from Dunkin'. A bright and balanced, full-bodied blend, brewed so you can get summering from sunrise to sunset. And even after that, because that's when you can show off those string lights you hung in the backyard. Or re-hung. Enjoy a medium, hotter iced sunrise batch coffee for $2. America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Exclusions apply. Hi, welcome to Wonderful and Strange. I'm PJ. I'm Celia. And this week we're doing 1990s Misery, directed by Rob Reiner. Still no updates. We're still in quarantine. Yep. Put a shed up. Have you? Yeah, I've got a shed in the back garden now. Oh, that's good. So I've got a, I've got a free spare room now, which is nice. Um, that's good. Have you filled the shed then? Oh, yeah. Well, eh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Full of all stuff in the back room, so oh. I need another shed. I've already got a shed, but it's full. I need to. I need like, I need a full on garage. A garage. <laughs> oh, you I need, need to like sort a, a storage facility. Oh, you need to sort your shed out, <laughs> so you've got less stuff in it. Well, <laughs> the stuff is mine. The stuff is all mine. <laughs> Can't complain. Yeah, we got one of those. Like it's like um. Like UPVC almost it is, but it looks mm. like wood, so it won't like rot or anything, and you can like just spray That's it good. clean. Yeah, it's like minimum effort, which is good. Yeah, because they take it takes time to repaint them and revarnish them and stuff, and then you have to do it again like the next year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But well, none of that, none I of that. Just let it slowly rot from the bottom. That's it. It'll be like a shell soon. <laughs> Skeleton. That's what I want. I was like, I want something with like minimal effort that'll look halfway decent, and I don't want it to leak. So, so that's good. But that's that's about it. That's all I've done. <laughs> Nothing else. Yeah. yeah. Watch some films. Um. Yeah. Well. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this week, yeah, Rob Reiner, Nineteen Ninety Misery. Misery. Scored a 7.8 out of 10 on IMDb. Quick synopsis. Paul Sheldon is on his way back home with his new manuscript, but crashes on the way. He's saved by Annie Wilkes, his number one fan. She's so kind and takes care of him at the start. Dot, dot, dot. Yeah. I can't get over this. Rob Ry- like Rob Reiner directed this, and it's so weird, because like, he did... 
He did This Is Spinal Tap. He did The Princess Bride. Did he? Yeah, he did When Harry Met Sally. All those kind of things. And then he did this and I was like, what? But I, I kind of like it. Yeah. I didn't realise he was the same guy as in the um, the dad in um, Wolf of Wall Street. Who? Rob Reiner. Oh, yeah. He is, isn't yeah. he? Yes. I didn't realise that. I just thought that was an actor who cropped up in a lot of stuff. Yeah, Rob Reiner. Yeah, that's yeah. mad. He's really good in that as well. Yeah. I like I like him. I do like his I like his stuff. I love the Princess Bride. I'm not seen it. I don't think I've seen any of those films that you mentioned of his. It's so good. I've never I've never seen When Harry Met Sally, which is kind of a classic, I suppose. Yeah. But is that that email one? I know that's you've got. Mail. No, that's you've got mail. You've got mail. But it's the kind of equivalent of of that, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. I like it. It differs a lot from the book. I tried to read the book in preparation mm-hmm. for this episode, but I got about a third in, and that's as far as I got. I have read it before. Yeah. Because uh, I noticed that the copy I have may have come from a school that I went to. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they won't listen. Yeah. Children shouldn't be reading this sort of material anyway. Yeah, it's a bit weird, that, isn't it? But, yeah, whoops, sorry. Poor school. They've only got limited funds. Books. I know. It must have been. It must have been one of them that just got like stuck in the depths somewhere and. Well, they didn't used realize. to sell off books, didn't they? Someday? I feel like I've. Yeah, been that's to, like, true. Book Maybe sales I did that. Sell off a books. Maybe like I did 20. that. Yeah, I must yeah. have done that. I hope I did that. Oops. <laughs> oh dear. Never mind. Yeah. So. Start of the film, we've got Paul Sheldon finishing the end of his book, which is untitled. In the in the actual book, it's called Fast Cars. And he's got his champagne, he's got his cigarette, which he has. Then he puts his manuscript in his case and then sort of, I think, does he say something to the clerk as he's leaving or something? And he's like, oh, I'm leaving now, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Gets, in, gets in his car. It's all very. It's it's been snowing, but the weather's not too bad. So, see in England, it's fine. This would be that level of snow would be like everything would be shut down. Yeah, yeah. He casually just hops in the car. Yeah, sets off. I'd have waited to be fair, but I guess if he did, there wouldn't be a story. He's listening to some like Johnny music, and you get like the the sort of actors' names. And and I put I put like it's it's like a sort of it's almost set up like um like a rom com in it like he's driving in his car and it's really like the music's really happy and it's like nice scenery and you're like oh this is quite nice and yeah. and you've got your credits and that but then smack car rolls and it's upturned on its roof and then that music stops then and and then yeah. you're like ah. It's taking a turn. It's no longer fun. Yeah, it takes it. It takes a turn, and it and uh, and then you see misery directed by Rob Reiner, and it's like, ah, oh, interesting. Wonder where this is going. Because I I can imagine like people who watch this at the time were thinking, oh, Rob Reiner, he's quite good. He did. Yeah, the pre- you didn't know what you get yourself into. He did. He did. Uh, like, spinal well, Tap. He's got a comedy background. Yeah, that's it. He's good at setting the scene. Yeah. 
that's it. Imagine um, that. Yeah. And also, this blew my mind. He's got a production company that's called Castle Rock. They do loads. Castle Rock, yeah. But then I realised Castle Rock is um, like Stephen King related because it's like his universe and he? he did all them books. Yeah, I know. Wow. And I was like, duh. Yeah. Also, I think he directed Stand By Me. He did. Yeah. He did. That's one of my favourites. Because I think he didn't want to sell the rights to this book, Stephen King, but then he said that he would if Rob Reiner directed it. Yeah. Mm. Which is Ooh, quite interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so anyway, so he's in this upturned car. And then you get a flashback of him talking about his manuscript case and how he, I think he found it somewhere and he always puts his manuscripts in it because it's lucky. It. Yeah. yeah. I feel it like it feels it's, like rituals, doesn't he? Yeah. He's kind of a ritualistic person in it and that kind of gets him into trouble but then also saves him Yeah. at the end, which is quite interesting, I thought. And then he, he's talking to his agent and... And he's saying that basically this new misery book's come out, he's killed her off, he wants to move on, he don't want to do that yeah. anymore. And and the way he says um he says something about being in the misery business, which is quite interesting. Cause I, misery is like a, a sort of a trashy seeming romance kind of yeah, series. Yeah. Yeah. Misery business. It's yeah, like when I first read it. I read it as he doesn't want to be pigeonholed and yeah. he wants to just he wants to just write what he wants and and he don't want to do the same thing but people are like, Why don't you write these? So I was like, Well this is obviously Stephen King. He's written things that aren't horror related, like Stand By Me and Shawshank Redemption and stuff like that and I kinda of thought yeah. it was people being like, Get back to horror, why when you're writing another book, da 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 'cause yeah. I've, I'm sure he got that like loads. But then apparently he's come out and said that it, it it is like he is Paul Sheldon essentially, but the whole thing is an allegory for his addiction because he was like really heavily yeah. addicted to drugs. Yeah. yeah. Which so does kind of make is sense. The drugs to him. Yeah. And he's like shackled he's shackled. Mm-hmm. But it's also because she's looking after him. Yeah, and it's kind of the reliant... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you can't survive without mm. her, and yet she's imprisoned him. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, so he's sort of saying that he needs to move on, and then it kind of... You see him getting dragged out of the car and resuscitated. The manuscript get picked up, and somebody fireman's lifting him yeah. out of the car. <laughs> so she's, she's definitely... Physically capable lady, isn't she? She's strong. She, she works on a farm by herself, so... Yeah. I guess you've got to it's have a bit of strength about you. I don't think I could ever get anyone in a fireman's lift, let alone, like, a fully grown no. man who's, like, essentially dead weight. I could easily be carried weight. in a fireman's lift, but I could yeah. not turn favourite. I know. <laughs> isn't it ironic? I know, yeah. And then um, all you hear is, I'm your number one fan, being repeated, and he, obviously, is, like, um, a fading to him opening his eyes and then we meet Annie Wilkes and then she sort of says you've been here two days you've been pretty smashed up I'm a nurse I've been giving you pain pills which are novril 
and it goes in the book it goes into a lot of detail about these pills i think they're like a derivative of codeine or something so like strong like super addictive pain pills yeah and yeah. i'm sure in the book she overdoses him on it on him uh, like when she first gets him and has to resuscitate him again so she nearly, nearly kills him off with pain pills right so she's not a good nurse we'll put it that way that's putting it mildly and it's like yeah like she's got an iv line in him and stuff and and it's kind of a why why do you have that stuff in your house it's weird but, yeah, you know, whatever. Um, very dis- so I was really resistant to watch this film because mm. I was like, that is just too disturbing to me. But yeah. then when I watched it, I was like, I can't stop watching it. Yeah. So it is. It it turns something very disturbing into something very watchable, but it, it's no less disturbing. And it is quite intriguing. Yeah, because essentially yeah. it's them two in a room, isn't it? Like a lot of the time, yeah. apart from the the sheriff who I love. The sheriff's amazing. I love the sheriff. I love sheriff's his wife. So good. The he sheriff, they have such banter. I love it. Yeah. Oh, She's that great. Wife, that is the sort of deputy. That you want. I loved <laughs> it. Want. Oh. So, yeah, she, she sort of says, like, you know, I'm looking after you. And I feel like also, like, with it being Rob Reiner, it's almost set up as, like, like a rom-com in it, you know. Oh, she nursed him back to health and they fell in love. But then, obviously... That isn't the case. It takes a turn. Um, a little bit twisted. But I quite like the sort of... At the beginning, it's kind of like, oh, yeah, you know. And I feel like he probably thought, oh, well, thank God somebody got me out because I'd have frozen to yes. death out there kind of thing. Yeah. And it, if it, you knew nothing about this film, it could, at this point, be um, like a, a romance film or something. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, and then obviously goes downhill yeah um yeah and she sort of says there's no access to any of the roads uh the phones are down because of this storm and she's like oh you must be in so much pain and um you know get some rest like you you nearly died but i saved you and all this lot and then she's like she says that your shoulder was dislocated but i popped it back in and i've splintered your legs because you had compound fractures in like your tibia and your fibia, oh, and then oh. I think I she reveals his does legs. he have a look? Yeah, I think he has a oh. look, and they they're just sort of puffy He's and bruised, and point, no, they are a mess. They're an absolute mess, and I'd have been like, oh, yeah. I'd rather not. I think in the in the book he describes them as what does he describe? Is it pilings? I think it's pilings, and it's so much to do with when. Like when the tide goes out and you see like bits of wood mm. that poke out out of the surface, and he sort of compares it to that, and it. But then he kind of talks about like the tide coming in and out, which is like his sort of pain that comes in yeah. and out. It's really interesting, and it kind of, and it's how how he's addicted to these pills basically, and he can't cope without them, and yeah, and it's sort of got yeah, it's really it's quite a good. Uh, it's a quite good sort of um, allegory, I suppose. Then the publisher talks to the sheriff, Buster, who is awesome. Love him. Oh, great. At he's first, so I nice. was like, he's going to be one of these sheriffs who doesn't bother because he's been run up by an out-of-towner. He's yeah. going to dismiss it. Nope. But he just seemed like he wasn't bothered, but he was taking it all in. Yeah, and and she she's sort of saying, like, Paul's not got back. Um, I'm just checking. Did he? Did he leave the hotel? Blah blah blah. And, and he travels up to right there, but then checks out. And she's like, 
his daughter hasn't heard from him. We're just getting a bit concerned because it's been a couple yeah. of days and, and, and he's sort of like, well, you know, I'm sure it'll be fine. And then he's like, I'll put your name through with the system. And he writes it on a post-it note and sticks it on the board. I love it. And then um, the, his, wa- his wife's like, oh, we got a call. Busy day then. Because it must be like a really quiet area that nothing happens. Yeah. And then he's sort of it's like job, pondering. Really. He's doing the time to slowly figure it out yeah he kind of he's kind of sort of stewing on it a bit and he's like yeah you know i'll keep that in my mind i suppose as well there's not a lot of other things going on there so he's yeah. not overly bothered about sort of having to think about it, do you know what i mean and then it goes back to the house and and he's saying that it was a miracle that she found him and then he and he sort of like says he was like were you following me and she was like well kind of and, and that'd be alarm bells to me i'd be like right yeah. okay that's a red flag isn't it yeah mm. this Number is what also this is while she's shaving him with a cutthroat razor i'd feel very nervous right now and then he's like oh, yeah oh that razor it was so she and um, Kathy Bates was so like deft with it. It was like yeah, I feel like really they're kind of they're very good. They're very good apparently. Like they give like the best shave I've heard from people. Yeah. But like Ugh. it's like I, you wouldn't want to do someone's Adam's apple though, would you? No. Oh, I wouldn't trust myself with one. Ugh. I wouldn't. I, I was always one. a bit funny with a razor because like when I worked in care homes, I had to like shave people like. And I, yeah. and I were always right, gentle. And sometimes they'd be like, hurry up. Like, and, and I'm like, I don't want to cut you. But yeah. then, but then uh, the more I did it, I was like, right, you'll be fine. <laughs> when I got better yeah. at it, yeah. But like the first time, I was like, ooh. It's awful. Yeah, Rob keeps asking me to cut his yeah, hair. Because of this lockdown. I think you should. I de- no, I was like, oh my I God, no, I can't. I told him if he gets me some clippers. A mullet? His hair's not yeah. long enough for a mullet. Have you seen that lizard mullet online? No. Where people have a mullet and then they shave it. So it looks like there's a lizard sitting on top of their head, but it's just the way their hair's cut. <laughs> it looks great. That sounds amazing. Oh my God, I need to Google this. I'm going to Google that later. Oh dear. So, yeah, he he's sort of saying like, my, I need to get in contact with someone i need to get in contact with my daughter and stuff and she's like well there's no phone but i'll keep trying for you if you give me the number which would kind of put your mind at rest like yeah uh, i suppose because she you know she's like yeah 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 i'll i'll, I'll try and help and it, she's like i saw your uh, manuscript can i read it and he's like well he says something about well i've only i only let my publishers and like people who saved me after a terrible car crash, and she's like, oh, "Oh, thanks." So he's like, "Yeah," and and then he's, she brings him some uh, pain relief because she's like, "Oh, it's like clockwork this pain," but I think, yeah, in the in the book it's because he's like hooked on these pills, so like when he starts to come off him, he's like, yeah. "I need more," kind of thing. And then, uh, Buster goes to the lodge to check that Paul did leave 
and then they say, yeah, he got his champagne as normal, checked out. Yeah. He was very, very polite. He just keeps himself to himself and, and he's very... I think they say, like, he's, he's kind of an ordinary guy, even, like, the car yeah. he drives up there and and all that lot. And, and, and you sort of get the the impression he's very habitual in the stuff that he does. Yeah. Yeah, so after that, Annie is feeding Paul some soup and she says that she's read 40 pages and then she's like, it's really, really well written. And then he's like, but what? And she's like, well, I don't want to say really. And he's like, no, no, you can tell me, I can take it. Like, what What do you think? And she's like, the yeah. swearing, Paul. There's too much swearing in it. And he's, she's like... You would like, never get on with Annie Wilkes. Me? No, I would not. Yeah. Oh, she'd hate me on sight. Um, and, it, and, it, and she's like, there's no nobility in it. And then he's like, yeah, but he's like, the slum kids, that's how they talk. Like, And then she's yeah. like, oh, well... Yeah, I'll just say this and that. And my fa- my favorite bit was um, <laughs> when she says, "What am I gonna say when I go to the bank? Here's one big bastard of a check and give me your Christing money." <laughs> proper men will laugh. <laughs> There's something similar in the book, it, but it's not. It, it's not exactly the same, but it's that kind of thing. But then. She's getting more and more at you. You see this sort of flip into this kind of angry mode. And she's got this soup and she starts slopping it on him. And he's like, yeah. oh, and you're like, mm, God. And then uh, she's she said, she's like, look what you made me do. It's like, well, you she's did it. She's showing that she's really got a, uh, a problem with outbursts. She's got a problem with anger. Outbursts. Definitely. When things please her. And then, um, yeah, so I think she she goes and comes back, doesn't she? And she apologises and she's like, I do get so worked yeah. up. And, and he's like, oh, yeah, all right then. But then, like, he's stuck in a bed. He can't do anything else apart from agree with her at this point, really. Yeah. And then um, she, she sort of, she's exiting and she's like, I love you. And then he sort of looks at her and she's like, your mind, I mean, your mind, I love your mind. And then sort of leaves and I was like, oh my God. In uh, the uh, in the book, she throws the soup across the room, then has to clean it up. Um, and I think, I don't know if she like doesn't feed him or give him any pills for a while and he's in a lot of pain and she clean, while she cleans up gives him the pills and then says that he has to drink the mop water with the pills. It's disgusting. That's grim. That is proper grim, yeah. She's really nasty oh. in the book. Like, she's oh, a ton worse that's... in the book, yeah. She's a piece of work, is what she is. It really is. <laughs> um, oh, that's grim. It's nothing worse than mop water. Yeah, and he, lo- and he looks like, I feel like... He looks really, really helpless in in this yeah. film, which is quite interesting because he was kind of known for, like, tough guy, sort of yeah. tough-talking roles and, and, like, to make him... He looks he looks really small and really, like, fragile, doesn't he? That'd he's, be terrifying. He's definitely, like, um, overpowering him. Yeah. Like in the scenes and he's like all wrapped up in bed as she's like filling the screen. Yeah. Sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. She's only five foot three. 
Kathy Bates. Is she? Yeah, she's tiny. Wow. She looks about seven she's foot five. Yeah, she's tiny. I was like, yeah, that's some good camera angles because she looks huge. Yeah. Yeah. She looks. She looks like she's about five ten or something. At least, she? yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Mm. I love that. I was like, God, I need a camera on me all the time. I look really tall. <laughs> Um, you need a Rob Reiner to direct. I need Rob Reiner to direct my life. Yeah, that's what I need. That'd be nice. I'd be like, yeah, PJ, she's like six foot nine. I'd like it in the style of Spinal Tap, so it's nice and funny, <laughs> but but so I look taller. Yeah, I like that. Rob Reiner, if you're listening, just saying. <laughs> oh, so yeah, and then we've got, is it? It's Buster, and I want to call her Virginia. I think she's called Virginia. Yeah. Because that's what my sister's called, so I remembered it. Um, And they're driving in the car, and they have got absolute banter as a couple. I love it. Oh, they're great. I love she's there uh, touching his knee, and he's like, when you're in this car, you're the deputy, not my wife. And he's like, she's like, well, I'd rather be under the covers with the sheriff. It's so funny. They... Yeah, they're driving, they're sort of just driving along and he comes to a stop and he sees a tree that there's like a big branch that's come off and he's like, hmm, that's something. And then I think she says, oh, well, it might have snapped off with the snow or something and he's like, maybe, or something's fallen on it. And then he and then he's sort of saying, I hope that he isn't out there because he'll have died. And she drives past them, doesn't she, does Annie? at that time yeah. and it's like it was her she's got him she's got him right it's there. so frustrating yeah. and she's basically going to town to get misery's child because misery's child's come out and she has to get the first copy so she go- she goes back and she's like oh i've got the book i'm gonna read it right now and, and then he's like oh are the roads open and she's like well no just the road to town so the roads are open well just that one road yeah, just that one road. She's just keeping him locked and up. And she, yeah, she's like, just that just that one. And then she's like, I called the hospital and um, they said that, that I've done the right thing and as long as there's no danger of infection, you'll be fine and they'll come get you when the road's open. Yeah. So then he must be thinking, oh, well, that's that's all right then. And then she's like, yeah, yeah, I called your agent. So she she knows as well. And, and then it's it's sort of a a time lapse shown of the snow melting so mm. like a, a, f- a finite amount of time's gone past and she kind of says that she's she's reading the book and she's x amount of time in kind of thing and then uh one one day he's laying in bed and a pig comes in Oh, that pig. The pig. Oh, that was Misery horrible. the pig. I hate that pig. How can you oh. hate Misery the pig? Misery the oh. pig's great. And he's like, she's she like, she's like, well, she has got a farm, so yeah, why not? And then she's like, I named my pig Misery. I'm your number one fan. And then, and then. That was the point I was like. Get out now. I'd like. <laughs> I've got to point this out because uh, Matt Matt has asked Matt of uh, Cinechat podcast has asked me to point out that Kathy Bates stole the Oscar from Julia Roberts. I don't agree, <laughs> but I will say it. There you go, Matt. You're welcome. 
and then and then I said I was like I'm not sure I agree and he was like well anyone can just shout and 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 scream and get worked up and I and but then I was like my favorite bit was when she pretended to be the pig and that actually happens in the book as well so I loved it oh dear howling and then uh, she's like I'm on I'm on page 300 and then she asks about the Sistine Chapel in a sort of racist manner which I didn't like but okay and then and then she's like yeah yeah it's like the Sistine Chapel and then but then obviously you know that he's killed misery off at the yeah, end and you're like yeah and and she's having a beautiful time with it and you're just thinking oh god she's gonna and read it soon you can't be like oh i need the manuscript back it's done it's out there yeah she's he knows she's gonna flip and then she's she's she talks about how her husband left and and she found it really hard so she kind of dove into her work and she was doing night shifts at the hospital and then that's how she got into these misery books. And then she says that she reads them all, like she'd read them all loads of times. And and it it was like forgetting all the problems and stuff. It's quite a heartfelt speech, I thought. But then he's like, I'm done. And she's like, oh, thanks. Who's having a pee? <laughs> she was telling him all this stuff. Oh, I don't know why I found it so funny, but I did. It was quite funny. It's just like, yeah, I'm done. All right, they're cool. <laughs> um, and then uh, she sa- she says, um, she's like, I'm not against marriage, but I would consider it for someone special. And I'm just thinking, oh, my God. Uh, it's a bit like... She, she might consider it for him. Yeah, but she only loves his mind, remember? And I feel like he, you can sort of see on his face, he's like, I know what happens in this book. You are not going to be yeah. happy. Um, it's like she's trying to make this perfect fake world to live in yeah and it's impossible for the real world to measure up so she's made this like little cocoon of misery yeah where she's in control yeah the real world doesn't measure up to what she'd like yeah yeah that's true that is true and then it's it's very dark and she he must be asleep so she comes in and this is where she's obviously read the book and she is not happy. And you she's get the, you're, you're, a, you're a dirty bird. Mm. You killed her. And then he's like, he's like, she's like, you killed her. And then he sort of says, well, you know, people died in childbirth all the time in those times. She just slipped yeah. away. And she's like, slipped away? No! You killed her! And she's like, but she's like shaking the bed and he's like, ah, my legs, what are you doing? And then, and then I think she's like, I thought, I thought you were different. I thought you were, you were a, a good person. You're not good. And then it, she was like, I can't be around you. And then she is leaving the room and she's like, no one's coming for you. I never called anybody. And then she's like, I hope nothing happens to me because if I die, you die. That's terrifying to me. Yeah. 
Start your day right with daily immune support plus extra strength 5-hour energy. It contains all the great 5-hour energy shot ingredients plus added vitamins and nutrients like zinc, vitamin D3, and vitamin C to help support the immune system. It comes in three great flavors, ultra orange, pineapple apricot, and pink watermelon. All this comes in a convenient portable bottle that takes just seconds to drink. No mixing required. Daily immune support plus extra strength 5-hour energy. Get it today at your local Rite Aid store. Cox can help make your home smarter and your life easier. Now you can use your Contour voice remote to connect to your home life cameras so you can view them right on your TV screen using simple voice commands. That makes it easy to keep tabs on what's happening around your home right from your couch. Need to keep an eye on the kids when they're playing outside? Just say, show me my backyard camera into your Cox voice remote and watch them while you're in the house. And if you're waiting for a delivery and want to make sure it's there on time, no problem. Just say, show me driveway camera to check on it with your Home Life HD cameras on the TV screen while you go about your day. When you live in a home powered by Cox Internet, you can stay connected to what matters and let Cox take care of the rest. To learn more about all the benefits of your connected home, visit cox.com slash thisishome today. That, is that, that reliance yeah. that reliance on another person like I die you die what you'd be like oh my god what have I got into yeah, she's frightening isn't she it's um yeah there's another book that he wrote called Gerald's Game which is a sort of similar premise kind of and it's um mm. it's a woman a woman and her husband decide to go to a cabin to like spice up the love life. Oh, and they um, and she gets handcuffed to the bed, and he has a heart attack and dies, yeah. and she's stuck. Yeah, there's a there's an adaptation of it on um, Netflix. It's really good, actually. Is it? Yeah, it's really good. We what should a do way that. To go. Yeah, but it's that kind of reliance on somebody else in it because you're helpless mm. essentially. It's it's yeah. really scary, and she yeah she basically just leaves and then i think he he doesn't he just doesn't see her for ages so obviously like she's not bringing him pills she's not bringing him food or anything and he get he ends up trying to get out of bed and gets stuck on the floor and then he crawls to the door to try and get out but then realizes that the door's locked yeah which is sort of getting worse and worse and worse i think in the in the book she's gone for like it's a good two days that she's left. And I feel like he ends up, like, drinking his own pee. Because, yeah, it's proper savage. No water, yeah. Proper savage. Buster is still on the lookout for Paul, but there's been no calls and no one's said that they've seen him yet. So I think he's getting more increasingly sort of worried. Annie ends up coming back and... It's like she's flipped again and she's nice. She's being all nice. Yeah. And she's like, oh, you know, oh, you must be suffering down there. You poor thing. Oh, no. And she lifts him back into bed. And then he's sort of screaming in pain. And she's like, oh, don't be a baby. Put him in. There you go. And then she sort of says, um, she says, there's something that I need you to do. And she's, she talks about her, she's got muddy thinking and she can't think straight. And then she says... Um, they said I said this at the witness stand in Denver or something, something like that. And then she's like, "I need to show you the way." I'd be like, "Hang on a second, witness stand where? What?" Yeah. 
You want to elaborate on that a bit? No? Tell me a bit more about that? Maybe not? So then she's like, I need to show you the way. So then she brings a barbecue into the room with the manuscript of Fast Cars on it. Oh, which so this is his big break. This is, what this is it, and I feel for. like it's it, he's really like put his heart and soul into it, yeah. and he's worked on it. Like misery was just a a money maker, bread and butter work, maybe. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Sort of like ended up just reproducing loads of these novels, and they weren't what he wanted to be doing. Yeah, Fast and is this is like finally, personal to him because I yeah. think. I think it's that he was one of those type of children and he, and he kind of worked his way up and made yeah. something of himself. And, yeah, so it's kind of... I think it says, like, he was writing it for two years in the book or something like that. So, like, a lot of effort's gone into it. And, yeah, so she basically says, you need to rid the world of this filth. No one needs it in their lives. And then he sort of tries to call a bluff because he says right burn it I'm not bothered it was like my agent's got a copy it'll be going out anyway it doesn't matter but obviously she's the number one fan and she's like oh well I think you'll find that uh, you told Merv Griffin 11 years ago that you never make a copy because you didn't make a copy of your first book and now you're superstitious about it and because she knows all his routines because she's his number one fan she yeah. knows exactly how he works, which is how yeah. she keeps him there. Yeah, which kind of is his downfall again. So he's like, oh, God. And and she's sort of talking and gesturing and saying, you know, you should do this and and it'll be good for you and all this. Lot. And she's sort of gesturing. But meanwhile, the lighter fluid is going on the bed. And it's yeah. such a it's such a kind of threatening non-threatened thing it's weird but like can you imagine if that bed went up in flames but i think that's it she's like do it or you know i'll set fire to bed i think that's what she's getting at without saying anything which is quite scary and uh, but yeah. she literally has her, his life in her hands yeah absolutely if she, if he annoys her she could kill him in a horrible way. In a heartbeat. And he knows it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So he ends up he ends up setting fire to it and there's a massive fire and all she can say is, Oh my goodness as it's like going towards the curtains and everything. And yes. I was like, oh, What did you expect? You're burning yeah. paper. It's obviously gonna go up. Put the lid on it or something, you weird woman. Ugh. No safety. And he's just watching this book literally go up in flames two years of his life go up in flames yeah i felt right sorry for him there's no worse than when you like work for something and it's you know for nothing essentially yeah, yeah what's happening then oh yeah then buster's in the helicopter and he's over the wilkes farm but they can't really find anything and he says oh that's the the wilkes's farm and and they sort of see the helicopter go away. So he's kind of seen that as well. He's seen the helicopter leave. Yeah. So he's like, ah, oh, no help for me. And then she starts talking to him about the winters being a lot shorter now. And he's like, I don't know. Because obviously he's just like, he's had enough. His, bu- his book's ruined. He's ruined. Don't want to know. Um, she gives him his 
pills, but he doesn't take them this time. Yeah. She, yeah, he, um, I think he takes them, but then takes them out of his mouth, doesn't he? And then yeah. puts them in the mattress. Puts them in the mattress. Yeah, the little hole in the mattress. She's watching, yeah, she's in like a bedroom watching TV while he's eating. Um, I love how she must be one of those people where she's like, I've got guests, I've got to be fancy. So she puts his pills on a doily. <laughs> a do- Who uses doilies? Yeah. Can you even still get doilies? Don't even know. Don't Do- think so. Doilies remind me of being at school when you made um, angels for Christmas trees. And oh, the skirts yeah. were little doilies. Yeah. But I love that. It's a bit of a ceremonious thing, isn't it? I quite enjoy it. So she says to him that she's got a surprise for him. He is now in a wheelchair, so I'm guessing a, a, a bit of time has passed, so his legs are a bit better, so he can sit up at least yeah. for a bit. She brings an electric razor, and she's like, oh, I've brought this so you can shave yourself. And then he says something like, oh, if I'd have known I'd get this, I'd have burnt all my books earlier, or something like that. And then she's like, ha, hmm, whatever. And then... Uh, She's like, no, that's not even the surprise. I've got another surprise for you. And then she brings in a typewriter and then says, yeah, you know, you can write a new misery book on this. It'll be really good and you can bring her back from the dead and you can write it in my honour and it'll be amazing. Yes. She says that the typewriter is all right, but it's missing an N, which I can imagine is quite annoying. <laughs> yeah and then he i feel like at this point he's kind of taken this charm offensive because he's like i'll kill her with kindness i'll just be nice to her because obviously my yeah. life's in her hands keep her sweet i'll be all right that's it and he notices she's dropped a bobby pin on the floor at this point and he sort of says that's fine i want you to be involved in all the sort of processes of writing a book but i need some more paper because this one smudges smudges. and then he writes smudge and smudges it and then so she's kind of like well this was the most expensive and he's like it's nice paper yeah Yeah. it's like this is nice paper but it smudges so i need i need this other paper that that i use and she's like i do everything for you and and i feed you and i clean you and i give you tablets and this is how you repay me and then she's like you better start appreciating me mr man and then like throws the paper on his legs and he's like ah! oh but that killed yeah it's so awful so she goes out she's fuming stomps out of the house to go get this paper meanwhile he gets this bobby pin which the amount of effort that it took him to get that bobby pin i was just like oh god just please get that it. Poor man. Please get it. And then he uh, he he starts sort of trying to pick the lock and he's like, well, you've written about it enough times. Let's see if it actually works. I once did it on the lock of my diary because I lost my key. Did and you? it did work. Yeah, it did, did work. Did it work? I've never tried, tried it in a it full lock. lock yeah. lost the key to and it, oh, it couldn't get to work. Oh, yeah. Mine was wow. like a really tiny little padlock thing. But yeah, it worked. 
I've never tried it on a full-size door, though. I can't imagine that it would work. That might not be quite as easy. I'd be interested to know if you can do it. So he manages to open this door, but the amount of effort that is taken, and, and meanwhile, you're like, she's out, she's going to be back any minute, you really need to hurry up. Or I was, that's what I was thinking. He goes to the front door, and the door's, like, locked about 500 times. There's, like, locks everywhere. Um... So he can't get out. Then he goes to the lounge and sees a phone. So he thinks, ah, I'll phone somebody. Oh, no, you won't, because the phone's not real. There's no innards in it. Who has a phone with no (sighs) innards in it? It's just sitting there. She can't even use it. It's like a prop. Yeah, a prop, prop phone. Weird. And then he's like, you crazy bitch. And then you sort of see her, you see her at the shop and she's on her way back and you think, oh my God, she's on her way back. She's on um, her way back. And then he, he's having a sort of little look around. He knocks over the penguin, nearly breaks it, puts yeah. it back. Oh, that was close. Yeah, puts it back. He sees a book called Memory Lane and a little shrine to him, which is weird. Oh, the he's shrine. got his, his photo yeah. of it, of, of him. And then some books. <laughs> I like how she had a, pi- a picture of him in the frame. <laughs> oh, so weird. Then he finds this cupboard, um, which has got all the pills in. So he takes some pills, and there's I feel like there's like loads of like medical grade stuff in there that she shouldn't mm. have. Like. It's weird. There's a lot. There's a good stock of medical things. It's like a hospital. It's like a pharmacy in there. Yeah, it's really weird. He tries to go to the kitchen, but he gets stuck because of his uh, foot plates because they stick out. So he takes his legs off, and that's like absolutely agonising. Tries to get to the. Oh, tries to crawl to the back door, and I think he is the car, doesn't he? Yeah. So he gets back, so he's like rushing back to his chair and she's sort of faffing luckily, gets back to the room and manages to lock the door. Meanwhile she's like dropping a paper oh. and faffing about and you think, Oh, she's gonna find him. Did you ever play the, the thief game in the nineties? Or oh, I think it was like ninety seven or something, the thief game came out. Yeah. That, that had a bit where you used to have to use lock picks. And you'd always be doing it when people were chasing you. There's nothing more intense than trying to pick a fictional lock when yeah. soldiers are chasing Imagine you. trying to pick oh. a real lock when oh. Kathy Bates is coming up. for you. Yeah. And then, so he, he's, he's sort of there, he's knackered, he's sweating profusely, and she comes yeah. in and she's like, well, you're sweaty, what have you been doing? And he's like, what do you think? He's like, what do you think I've been doing? I've been suffering. And then she's like, yeah. oh, I'm so sorry. And then she's like, so sorry, I'll get... And he's like, please, Annie, give me my pills. I need my pills. That was some good acting there. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, so she's like, oh, I'll go get them. And then he hides the, the novel in his imaginary sort of pocket. Yeah. Pants. Surely, like, if he was getting... I'm, I'm assuming he can get himself in and out of bed. Because if she lifted him up, she would know that they're surely. Yeah. But I don't, I don't know. Anyway, so she's like, I've had a think about my temper and and 
I need to sort of curb it a bit. <laughs> yeah, you do. Um, and then she's like, I've brought you a notepad in case you have any ideas. Because he's in bed and she's like, if you get any ideas, just write them down. And then she blows him a kiss and he's like catching it like, ah. funny. He's so, in full acting mode now. He is like yeah. set up escaping it, but he knows he just needs to keep it sweet. Absolutely. So Absolutely, yeah. yeah. He, um, yeah, so he's sort of, he's, he's keeping her happy for the time being anyway. So Buster finds the car upturned because the snow's melted now, so it's visible. But there's still been no reports. And the police are there saying, oh, he, mu- he must have uh, got out and, and, and he probably died out here of, like, hypothermia or whatever. But because he's a very good cop... He says no, because it, it shows the wife, doesn't he? And he says, because she says, you're not convinced by that, are you? And he's like, no. And he was like, look at the door. And he was like, somebody's prized that door open. He didn't get yeah. out by himself. Dun, dun, dun. It's like somebody pulled him out. Meanwhile, he is in bed and he starts breaking up these pills and putting them in a little pouch while she watches TV. So... And he keeps sort of looking at the door and then doing a bit more, yeah. looking at the door. I could, like, doing stuff like that, like, if somebody comes in and finds you, I'd be so nervous. Like, it was making me nervous watching it. I was yeah. just like, you I can't. Like, anxiety, yeah, definitely. Um, then he sat at the typewriter and he sort of looks. And then he starts typing and you think, oh, he must be in- inspired to, to write something in. He's just writing fuck loads of times. <laughs> <laughs> but then he's like, right, get rid of that. I'll actually start now. Then she re- she must read like the first chapter and she, she's like, it's all wrong. You'll have to start again. And then he's like, she's like, but I like that you named the grave digger after me. You can keep that in. <laughs> howling. You can keep that in, but the rest of it is derivative. I was like, it's like when you're at school and you think you've write, written a good story and they're like, yeah, that's rubbish. Don't know what you're thinking. <laughs> and then she starts, because he's like, why? What, what's wrong with it? And then she starts going on about when she was little, she used to go watch these chapter plays. Uh, and I don't know what, he calls them something else. I can't remember what he calls them. Like cliffhangers or something like that. And then she's like, yes, I know, I'm not stupid. And then she starts talking about this guy who was in a... He gets trapped in a car and he's going off a cliff. And then the week after... The doors are welded shut and there's no way... There was no way he could get out. And then the next week he was out. And then she said, everyone uh, everyone got up and cheered, but I didn't. I stood up and said, he didn't get out of that car. Why didn't he get out of that car? We're being lied to. They're just... They cheated us. They cheated us. They cheated us. And then, yeah, he didn't get out of the cockadoody car. And then she's like, basically, do better. Yeah. (laughs) Write better. And then, and then he sort of says, she was buried in the last one, so start from there. Um. And then, it goes to a a sort of recut where he's rethought it, and she comes back and she's like, oh my god, it's really good. I love it that she had a, a sting from a bee, so they thought she was dead, but actually she wasn't dead. 
and the, how she's descended from royalty and all this crap. And it's like, I feel like it's probably made to be like stuff that is just churned out that yeah. that he would normally do that he doesn't like. But she's like, oh my God, it's the best thing I've ever read. Right. It's a masterpiece. And then, um, and then she's like, can I read some more? I'll fill in the ends for you. I'd be like, yes, please, you can do that because I wouldn't want to do that. <laughs> and then she says, this made me laugh because it made me think of you. Because she's like, oh, she's like, oh, I'm really happy. Romance is in the air. And then she's like, I'm going to put on my Liberace records. <laughs> I was sweating myself. Liberace. Annie Wilkes and Liberace is like Paul Sheldon. Liberace, yeah, I love it. Liberace is the best. And she's like, but then she's like, you do like Liberace, don't you? And he's like, who do you think was there at at X concert? I was at the front. But he sort of says it a little bit sarcastically. And I was like, that's quite funny. And she's like, oh. And And then he's like, will you have dinner with me tonight? And then she's like, "Oh, yeah, he's on a charm offensive at this point. Absolutely. Yeah. And then she's like, oh, yeah, all right then. And then uh, it cuts to the sheriff's office and somebody's rung asking for Buster. And uh, I love his, his wife's like, oh, I don't know where he is. He's probably having an affair somewhere. And then he comes in and she's like, oh, no, he's here. I'll pass you over or whatever. And then uh, he's bought basically all the misery books. Um to sort of read, I don't know, to maybe get in the mind of him somehow or something, yeah, uh, if there's any clues as to where he might be. Yeah, he knows something's up and he's yeah. suspicious, but he just needs clue Yeah, that's it. I, lo- I love he comes in and he's just like, because obviously he heard her say, oh yeah, she's, he's probably out having an affair. And he's like, I am flattered that you think that I have that much energy to go out and, and have an affair. <laughs> I really don't think that's going to happen. I love it. I love their banter so much. They're so great. <laughs> and then we cut to a romantic dinner. So he is majorly on the charm offensive here. And I love it. She's she's done her hair. She's got her dress on. She's made an effort. Yeah. I love it. There's doilies. And then there's doilies everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. Doilies are out in doilies force. Doilies are out in force. It's a special occasion. And then uh, is, he in, is he in this food and he doesn't look overly enamored with it and he's like oh this is nice uh how did you make this meatloaf and then she says oh well the secret is i put a bit of spam in with the ground beef and then he's like Ugh. and then he's like you can't get this in new york sure to truth be told i was thinking about it i was like i probably eat it i don't mind spam i quite like spam, I've had spam since i I like spam. I always used to prefer peck though to spam. It was a similar <laughs> one. Yeah, no. I've never tried peck. I'm such a uh, honestly. So he says, "Oh, <laughs> we'll have a we'll have a toast to misery," and then he and then he sort of says, "Oh, um, have you got any candles?" And he's like, "I just want to make it special." And and she's like, "Well, I'll go, I'll go have a look. I'll go see." And in the meantime, he puts a load of novel into a drink to try and at least incapacitate her for enough time so he can 
try and get out, I suppose. And she comes back and she's all like, oh, all giggly and like, she's like a little schoolgirl, isn't she? And, and they're going to yeah. make this toast. And then she knocks over the wine. And it, oh. and you can it's like the book again. It's like weeks and months of work that is put in, I just gone yeah. in like two seconds. So, the question I want to ask you: Did she suspect that he drugged her drink or not? I don't think so. Well, I don't think so. Mm. But then it was very convenient. Yeah. Did she like spotted him or she was suspicious of something? Yeah. Or she looked back at him. I've always looked. Yeah, I've always watched it and I I feel like she maybe had an inkling because if you you sort of fast forward, she knew he got out as well. So does that mean that she knew he'd taken some of the pills and. I don't yeah, because know. she's pretty crafty. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She's well crafty. She's pretty. Yeah. She's pretty quick. But then, but then again, she could just be clumsy. Cause I don't know. I don't know. Part of me, part of me can't help but think that she That's knew. Just... Yeah, cause she is quite. She is quite sort of conniving, isn't she? She's kind of his equal in some ways, in terms of like the he's constantly trying to escape. And she's keeping him. Yeah. She's sort of got like the psychological advantage quite a lot. So yeah. So it wouldn't surprise me if she was prepared for him to try to escape. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Yeah. Um. After this is a really famous typing montage. I love it. To Tchaikovsky's Piano Concerto Number One, where he's just typing away. And then you get like fading and out of time. She's reading the chapters, so I suppose it like shows a passage of time. Then, yeah, um, yeah. my fa- my favorite parody of this. I actually posted it yesterday because I was trying to do some work and I felt like this. And it's um it's in spaced and it's um Jessica Hines typing away and she's typing um. What's she typing? I think she's typing a cleaning rotor out or something and it's like her typing furiously and it's like gloves flying and everything. And then she just sits sits at the computer and then she's like, oh, like I'm so tired. And then she's like, how long have I been going for? And uh, and it's uh, Simon Pegg and he's like two and a half minutes and then she's like, shit. <laughs> uh, that's how I felt yesterday. I was like, that is me today. I love it. Isn't that just what it's like? I thought, you know, when um, she was making him right? Yeah. I was like, this is me, both sides of me. So I am Paul Sheldon yeah. and Annie. When yeah. I have to write like a paragraph email, and part of me is like, I, I'm not doing it. And part is, you must do it. You do it now. Don't want to do it. <laughs> the tiniest thing. It's ridiculous. Right, sitting down and writing something that you have to is yeah. a unique form of nightmare. Yeah, and the thi- the thing is as well, like if you're doing creative writing, you've kind of got to 
you've got to have the vision and you've got to have that kind of idea and run with it and stuff but like doing it under duress like I imagine it's quite hard to come up with something and then like if he comes up with it she's like well that's not good enough write it again it's it's like the level of suffering Mm. is the same as Paul Sheldon experiences with his broken legs yeah it's the the same feeling yeah you have to write something yeah that's it um you at home yeah 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 she is sort of is doing his um he's doing his armchair workouts with the typewriter as well so he's like strengthening yeah. his arms up while she's not looking so he's like he's playing the long game here he's like yeah. ready to to sort of sort it out and i think at this at this kind of point he's still kind of being nice to her yeah. As well, and and sort of keeping her on side a bit, because obviously, like, is still reliant on her. Um, and then it cuts to a day that it's like really bad rain, and she comes in with his pills and just kind of gives him to him, and and doesn't really say much. And then, she looks outside and says, "Uh, the rain sometimes gives me the blues," and then he's like, "Oh, all right then." Um, and then she says that she loves him and i think she i think she sort of says like i was in love with the writer but now i'm in love with the man and then she's like i know you don't love me um you know i'm not i'm not a sort of movie star type that you would go for and he's still sort of being nice to her and saying like you know that's really nice and i don't think it's her looks that would be a putting you know the fact that she's a Nut job probably yeah. will deter her slightly. That she keeps him prisoner is a bit yeah. more of a red flag than not having movie stars. Yeah, books. but like in in the book, like he describes her at the beginning, and it's very like it's very sort of plain that he's like she's not sexual at all. Like I think he describes her as like a like a lump or a slab or something like that. Like really, yeah, it's really weird. Um, That's a bit harsh. It is a bit harsh, yeah. But but then he says, I think he he's sort of being sort of positive, and he's like, you know, the book's nearly done, and and saying that he likes it there now, and because then you kind of think, oh, he's got a bit of Stockholm syndrome now. He's like changed his tune, sort of thing. And then she pulls out a gun out of a pocket, and then you're like, uh oh, that's not good. And then she says, uh, sometimes I think about using it, and then says, I'd better go. I might put bullets in it. And then she just drives off into the rain. Meanwhile, Paul Sheldon... He gets the kitchen just knife. Knows, like, yeah. He's out. He, get, he gets the kitchen it's knife. It's going to get worse before they get better. I think, I think... I'm not sure if in the book she's away for quite a long period of time, but I feel like she, she has these bouts of depression and she visits somewhere that she calls a laughing shack that makes her feel better so yeah i guess it's kind of a device for her to leave so he can yeah get out again and get the knife um and we cut to buster reading misery and then she she's sort of taking mick out of him reading these romance novels and he's making notes of um of all these quotes that i think and there's one about being judged and i can't remember what it is exactly but it sort of sticks out to him somehow, so he writes that down. Um, meanwhile, Paul's in the house, and 
he goes to find this memory lane book that he'd seen and it's all a sort of it's basically Annie's crimes that she has committed. Yeah, that she keeps nice little um, scrapbook. Nice little scrapbook. She's a she's a scrapbooker. She likes to scrapbook. Sweet. She loves to craft. I love it. <laughs> so there's all these like where's Paul Sheldon clippings at, at the beginning, and then there's like pictures of her as a child. There's something about a husband. Be I'm assuming it's a husband, Carl Wilkes. Um found dead or or disappeared or something so you're like oh don't know where he's gone then there's like there's another one of a nurse that's died and then she's it says that she's been given like an accolade of like the best achievement in nursing or something then there's then there's like you know that she's doing well and she's she's really good at a job blah 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 then it goes to there's loads of mysterious babies that have died then a picture of a pig I like how she's put that in there, keeping it light, put your pig in there. Yeah. Uh, then more more babies. And then that she got arrested. And I don't I don't know as well if um she gets acquitted on on something. I think I think in the book She gets away with it, doesn't she? She gets away with it for from somebody's not building something or other and she get yeah. she gets away with it basically but i think she's become a bit of a social pariah so she lives yeah. on this farm by herself and no one really talks to her which is a bit sad but then also if you've been killing babies then pr- probably nobody really wants to talk to you no, so I, I wouldn't either so yeah so he uh he ends up going back to his room and he's got this knife and then he starts doing the uh, the practice with the knife out of his little sling. I love it. It reminds me of them, you know, them like dolls that you could get in when you were little with like kung fu action. Not really. Like if you no. clicked a thing on the back, they did this. Like, yeah. Uh, no. but it reminded me of one of them. Imagine. But yeah, I love yeah, it. His little. Barbie. I didn't have one, but I remember her. I had a Cindy. I didn't have a Barbie, but I did have I a Cindy. Have I had a Cindy that had bendy knees, and she had a bike, and that was like the first one that like she had like movable legs. Like a bike. Mm. I also had another Cindy that had a little dog, and you plugged plugged it into a hand, and she walked with a dog. It was amazing. I loved it. <laughs> I didn't have me either. Oh I dear. Cox can help make your home smarter and your life easier. Now you can use your Contour voice remote to connect to your home life cameras so you can view them right on your TV screen using simple voice commands. That makes it easy to keep tabs on what's happening around your home right from your couch. Need to keep an eye on the kids when they're playing outside? Just say, show me my backyard camera into your Cox voice remote and watch them while you're in the house. And if you're waiting for a delivery and want to make sure it's there on time, no problem. Just say, show me driveway camera to check on it with your Home Life HD cameras on the TV screen while you go about your day. When you live in a home powered by Cox Internet, you can stay connected to what matters and let Cox take care of the rest. To learn more about all the benefits of your connected home, visit cox.com slash thisishome today. Cox can help make your home smarter and your life easier. Now you can use your Contour voice remote to connect to your home life cameras so you can view them right on your TV screen using simple voice commands. That makes it easy to keep tabs on what's happening around your home right from your couch. 
Need to keep an eye on the kids when they're playing outside? Just say, show me my backyard camera into your Cox voice remote and watch them while you're in the house. And if you're waiting for a delivery and want to make sure it's there on time, no problem. Just say, show me driveway camera to check on it with your Home Life HD cameras on the TV screen while you go about your day. When you live in a home powered by Cox Internet, you can stay connected to what matters and let Cox take care of the rest. To learn more about all the benefits of your connected home, visit cox.com slash thisishome today. I had, like, Lego. I had Lego. Yeah. Yeah. Love Lego. Love a bit of Lego. It's great. That's all you need. Yeah. So, yeah, so he's in bed and she eventually comes back from her trip out wherever she's been and he hears her outside the door and I think he gets prepared for her to come in because he's got this knife ready but she never comes in she just walks off to go watch TV and you can see like he's terrified at this point because I'm, I'm guessing like he's seeing her more and more unstable as, as it kind of progresses yeah. on and he's like I am in real danger here I need to get out yeah. And he, uh, he hides the knife under the bed and he's like, I'll see you in the morning. But then, goes to sleep. I wouldn't have gone to sleep. I'd have been awake, holding that knife. Yeah. All night. I'd have been like, you come in here now and I'll stab you. Makes you wonder if she was drugging him as well in well, other ways. Well, yeah, but... but then he's not been having his pills. But I guess people have to sleep, but like, I'd, I'd have stayed yeah. up. I'd have stayed awake. And then he wakes up to her injecting him with something. Oh, and then he passes oh, out. And then he passes out. And then he wakes up in the morning and he's so groggy and she's she's stood at the bed, basically. Like, that that whole... They do that a lot where he's, like, asleep and wakes up and she's there. And that, that freaks yeah. me out. It's like when, like when you're on the train. Have you ever had this, right? When you're on the train and you have a little sleep... And then you wake up and there's people staring at you. Or is that just me? I once woke up on and it's a like, train in Norway and um, I, I don't speak the language. And I was like, I ended up diagonal across two seats. <laughs> and I suddenly woke up and I was like, oh. And I couldn't even stay. Sorry. Sorry, everyone. I, I was tired. I just. To be fair. I feel like if you'd have been like, sorry guys, I was tired, they'd have knew what you were saying because they can speak better English than a lot of people in this they country. They would have been able to tell I was tired anyway. Like, when I went, everyone spoke English, like... Yeah. Yeah. To, well, I feel like they probably took one look at me and was like, you're a five foot two brunette, you are definitely not Swedish, so I will talk to you sure, in English. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, yeah, so he wakes up and he's groggy with whatever she's injected him with. And then she says, I know you've been out. And he looks down and he's strapped to the bed. Oh. Um, and then she's like, I couldn't figure out how you did it, but my penguin wasn't facing due south as it normally does. Never as a other word said by a psychopath. My <laughs> penguin must face due south. Is that because they live at the South Pole? I think so, yes. It, it makes sense. Kinda... It does kind of make, well, it doesn't make sense, but it makes there sense. is a logic. Yeah, there. there's a there's a weird logic to it, yeah. And then he's like, I couldn't figure out how you were doing it, because I know you've been out more than once, but then I found your key. 
So he found, she found the bobby pin and you're like, oh no. And then he's, and then she's like, oh, and I found this as well, this knife. And you're like, oh God, he's, oh, he's not even got yeah. his knife anymore. I've worse. Um, and then he sort of says, he's like, oh. I think he tries to sort of deny it for a bit. And he's like, oh, I don't know what you mean. And then she's like, no, yeah, you can't kid me. I know you've been out. And then uh, I think she sort of says, she says something about him like coming round to her way of thinking or something like that. And then she starts talking about the Kimberly Diamond Mines and how yeah. when people tried to escape, they did something called hobbling. So that they uh, weren't completely injured. Yeah. So they weren't completely injured, but they couldn't run away. Yeah. So when, when we watched this... Celia texted me and was like, I will watch it. I can't do the foot scene. So then I was like, right. I was like, do you want me to watch it first and tell you exactly when it is? And then you were like, yes, please. Well, I knew as soon as she said there was hobbling, I was like, this is it. This, this is, is it. it. Yeah, it is quite good because it does it does give you fair warning. It's not like out of the blue, luckily. But like I I yeah. basically told you to the second when it was. Yeah. Uh, but well, yeah. I, I remembered where it's... I'd seen it when the film came out. I think it must have been on telly in the nineties or something. Was it was it like nineteen ninety? Nineteen ninety. Yeah, I think I taped it off TV. Because it was on the telly at some point. Because I remember there were adverts for it. And I obviously saw these adverts when I was yeah. young. Yeah. And I remember, like, I've never forgotten that in the advert it had, um, like, the lead up to the hobbling bit. Oh, did it? And that's how I knew about it. And right. I've never forgotten seeing this advert as a child. And I was like, no. I when I watched it first, I didn't know about the book. I'd not read the book, but I think I'd seen. I'd seen a couple of Stephen King things and I was like, oh, Stephen King, yeah, I like Stephen King. I'll watch this. But I didn't really know anything about it and yeah. and I watched it all and I was like, ooh. But like, and I was like, God, that, that, yeah, it goes in. Apparently it was done with like, um, like a, I think it was like a metal bar and a, and a sort of prosthetic foot made of like gelatin or something. So like when she hits it, it proper goes in. It's disgusting. I think when, so I was talking to somebody about it at work, and they were like, "If you watch it in slow motion, it looks really fake." Yeah. But but because it's so quick cut, I think your mind kind of fills in the blanks a bit, and you're like, "Oh." Yeah. But then luckily, it only shows so one. Hmm. You don't even need the effects because your mind yeah. can imagine for you That's it. how bad that is. Yeah, but then it doesn't show the second one. But obviously he is screaming the place down because his feet have been broken. Oh, it's horrible. In the oh. book, in the book, she cuts his foot off with a saw and cauterizes the wound with a blowtorch. Wow. Yeah. And apparently, I feel like um, Stephen King fought for that to be in it, but they said, yeah. no, we've got this idea, we've got this, and they stuck with that. But then I feel like they kind of made a good change there in in effect because like, it's just as effective. Yeah. 
Because um, she doesn't want him to suffer. She just wants to keep him. Yeah, that's it. Because so, obviously sort of his like legs are healing up. and She's like a healer who cannot let him go. Yeah, that's it. So now like his, foot, but, his feet are all messed up, so he can't yeah, go anywhere again. Yeah, it kind of makes sense to yeah. her. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Um, and then, and then after she's done that, she tells him that she loves him. No, 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 no. That's not love. That is not love. That is no. Ugh. So, uh, yeah. So Buster's on the case still, and and he is in town, and he sees Annie in town, and she's like, I think she's shouting at somebody about, like something to do with the car or something and she calls him like a cocker doody or something and she's like shouting him and then he and then he kind of goes into the um he goes into the shop and he's like oh that that uh annie annie wilkes what's her deal kind of thing and then i think the guy tells him about she always comes to buy the first copy of misery yeah and then he's like okay and then he's and then he's like has she bought anything weird recently and, and he's like well no not really and then he's like she bought a lot of typewriter paper and something else and he's like interesting so then that he right there. he does a um he does a little research and he starts looking through old papers and he finds the trial that she went in yeah. And he finds that quote that he wrote down underneath her picture that she said and he's like, Hmm, big fan. I am I am intrigued. He, he's he's on the track. He's just getting the clues. Yeah. But he know he basically knows that Something's she's going on. Him, but just hasn't put it all together. So he yeah, so he goes to the farm. She sees that he's on his way into the farm. So she injects Paul and then puts him into the basement. So obviously he's not there. And she opens the door. She opens the door and she's like, oh, oh, you startled me. And then she's like, oh, I don't normally get visitors. And she's like, she's being really nice. And and then he's like, can you tell me anything about Paul Sheldon? And she starts like rhyming off these facts about him that that obviously she knows because she's his number one fan. And he's like, oh, that's not really what I was asking, but um, you do know that he's, he's missing. And she's like, oh, yeah, that's terrible. Like, I hope somebody finds him and all this kind of stuff. And she invites him in and, and she says that she says that he's been missing and that God spoke to her and told her that she should write a book. So, obviously... She's got the typewriter and she's got the paper yeah. and she's trying to do this. And then she ta- she shows him into his room, doesn't she? And she's like, oh, yeah, I've set up here and, and I'm just trying to trying to do like what Paul would do and carry it on and stuff like that. And and I feel like he, I don't know if he buys it, but he, he just sort of acts like he is and he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And she keeps I like... I think he doesn't buy it. I think he's... I think he's he doesn't, but I think he's keeping his cool about it. Yeah, he's, he's keeping it. Waters. Yeah, he yeah. Pretty much in his mind knows that something's up. Yeah, so she keeps trying to offer him a, a cup of cocoa. So I wondered if she was going to drug him. I was like, don't, don't, do not drink. Because she was really was so trying to push that drink on him. Like she's like, do you want a yeah. drink? And he's like, I don't want a drink. And 
<clears throat> when he was leaving, she was like, you haven't even tasted your cocoa. Yeah, like, and he's like, oh, no, 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 it's fine. But yeah. then he leaves and you think, oh, that's all right. But then Paul's in the basement and he's waking up and he he knocks over that barbecue and makes an almighty crash. And obviously he hears it. But I th- I think he genuinely went back in to see if she was all right. Because obviously it sounded like she'd fallen over or something. Because he's like, are you all right? Because like, he's yeah. a decent human being and would be nice. Do you know what I mean? So he kind of, lo- he kind of goes to see if she's all right. And he hears Paul in the cupboard opens the cupboard and sees him at the bottom of the stairs and you think oh he's found him but then yeah. shotgun to the stomach oh. and and yeah she shoots Buster I was really that's sad that. I was really too. sad and and I was yeah. sad because his wife's going to be all alone now yeah. oh, I hated it Oh, she's just a piece of work oh. and then she says she basically says that she's been preparing and the book the book's nearly finished. We're going to be together forever. We're going to give misery back to the world and it's going to be amazing. And he goes along with it. So Yeah. Cuz he doesn't really have a choice at this point. He, he's lying at the bottom of the stair. He's lying at the bottom of the stairs. Yeah, yeah. got a choice. And uh, while she's harping on, he takes the lighter fluid and stuffs it down his trousers. Um I did notice as well in that scene she puts the she puts the wheelchair at the top of the stairs but doesn't look like she goes to get him. Did he have to climb up them stairs himself? I wonder. Yeah. I wonder if she left him in there for a bit. Maybe. Maybe because he did shout out and try and get away so. Yeah. Yeah. So he is nearly finished with the book. He's like, I've, I think he says like he's got like ten pages left to do, and it's it's not going to take long. It's going to be finished in yeah. a couple of hours, and then he sort of says he needs his three things, um, and then she kind of looks, and then oh, she's like, oh, this cigarette, a match, and a a, a Don Perignon. Yeah, <laughs> Don Perignon. It is like, yeah, yeah. That's how they say it in France. Dom Perignon, yeah, they do, yeah. Yeah, exactly (laughs) the smell, that's it. Yeah, so she brings it, she brings it in on a doily because it's fancy. Yeah. And then he said, oh, um," and then he's like, oh, he said, I think he sort of, he says it's not right or something like that. And she kind of looks at him like, it is, I've done everything you asked me to. I've done it, I've done it right. And then he's like, we'll need two glasses. And then she's like, oh, two glasses. <laughs> Paul. Oh, Paul, <laughs> you charmer. old charmer. Yeah. So she goes to get another glass. Meanwhile, he gets his last bit of the manuscript, rolls it up, puts some lighter fluid on it, and then just sits there till she yeah. comes back in. So she's doing a bit of a 180. And then he's like, like, oh, he's going to share the champagne with yeah, me. Yeah, and she's like, together. she kind of comes then, in and, and and he's like, I think it's like, he's like, do you, do you know who who she's going to end up with? Do you know this? And then he's like, well, you don't. It's all in here. And then sets it on fire and she's like, no. And then he's like, I learned it from you because you burned my sodding book. 
And then, then basically, the fight of the century breaks out. And I love Ugh. it. I love it at this time because all this time she like she doesn't swear and she doesn't, you know, she doesn't like this. Yeah. But then a mask completely slips here because she's like, "I'm gonna kill you, you lying cocksucker!" and like starts bashing his head against like the floor. And I'm like, "Yeah, the uh, the facade's definitely gone at this point." And. Uh, Basically, he ends he ends up like struggling on top of her, and there's this burning book, and he ends up shoving it in her mouth, <laughs> saying, "You want this book? Eat it, you bitch." And I was like, "Yeah, get her." And then they they sort of they they have this massive scuffle, and he ends up like grabbing his leg to trip her over, and she trips over and hits her head on the typewriter. And then falls on top of him, which made me laugh because she's meant to be quite a big lady, and I thought he's gonna die because he's gonna end up stuck there. Yeah. <laughs> he can't get out. <laughs> so he 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 ends up uh, he he ends up trying to crawl to the door because he thinks that she's dead, but she ain't dead. Yeah, well... So you get that jump scare, don't you? And he gets a a statue of a pig, and beats her over the head with it. <laughs> It is a little well, bit funny. It's a well, yeah. Her own, her own pig, is her no. downfall. That was a brutal fight, wasn't it? It was really brutal. Like they were yeah. proper like smashing each other's faces in. I was like, oh, yeah. it's oh, good I read, though. Um, Kathy Bates really doesn't like the violence in it. Does she not? No. Um, she's like. <laughs> she did a well, bloody yeah, good well, job. Yeah. <laughs> For someone who doesn't like the violence, she's, yeah. she's pretty brutal. She's pretty bloody violent in it. Yeah. I think in the in the book they find her outside because she crawls outside to get a chainsaw from the shed. So she oh. she gets a chainsaw and she's on her way back, but then she dies. I'm so she never she gets there. Yeah. Chainsaw, yeah. But I was like, oh, that's a bit extreme, isn't it? But then I guess that I'm that wouldn't she have it in the house. That wouldn't be kind of a filmic ending, I suppose. So and that would be a horrible ending. Yeah, yeah. Um. So it's eighteen months later, and he's walking with a cane into a restaurant. So he's he's kind of recovered. He's doing better than you would have thought. It, I was glad that he was able to walk as well as yeah. That I'm guessing that he got he paid for some real doctors to sort him out because. Otherwise, I, I bet they were like, "Who has done this to you? What is yeah. happening with your legs? They are Uncle a mess." Man. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he's uh, he's written he's rewritten Fast Cars, and published it. And he says like the experience actually helped me in a way, which is a bit weird. Um, and then she's sort of saying, "Do you want to write a book about what happened to you?" And he's like. Are you asking me to dredge up like the worst thing that has ever happened to me in my life to make some money? I don't see what could be bad about it. Yeah, then it, she's like, her. well, yeah, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> and then he he sort of says, um, I know she's dead, but I can't shake the feeling that she's still here kind of thing. And he sees her coming with the trolley. Yeah, but then he looks again and it's somebody different. And then she's like, oh, are you Paul Sheldon? I'm your number one fan. And then the film ends. I'd have screamed in her face and run out of the place. (laughs) Ah, no. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah. 
So yeah, that's 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 King that. Wrote it. Obviously, he's sharing a lot of his own yeah. thoughts, yeah. experiences, writing. Yeah. Do you think he has had fan experiences that have made him feel like oh, inspired? I would say so. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, well like his face is very well known. That's it. Like, yeah, and and and, and, and people know where he lives as well. Yeah. Because he lives in Maine. <laughs> and yeah. his house is really distinctive. I think he's got, like, yeah. bats well, on his gates. One of his books are set in Maine, I think. Like, one I of his books. Why. One of his so books. Just one it's like nearly books. every book. <laughs> Everything is Nearly every Maine. book, yeah. It's the most terror-ridden state, God, it's I feel, yeah. I'd, like, I was like, it sounds lovely, but, you know, there's a lot of shit going down there. I don't want to go. <laughs> well, where was Misery wasn't set in Maine, was it? Misery was set in Colorado, I think. Was it somewhere more because it was somewhere rocky. Because, kind of yeah, because in the book I think it mentions the Overlook Hotel, because that's also in Colorado. Yeah, um, but yeah, yeah, I really like it. I think it's a really good film, and I feel like it's a real sort of deviation away from like. Rob Reiner's usual stuff, which yeah. I quite like, and yeah. I think, yeah, I've I've watched it loads of times, and I, and I never get bored of it. I think it's really yeah. good. Yeah, it is really good for. It. I I didn't expect to like it as much as I did. Yeah, actually. I quite like I quite yeah. like it because I think like I like I like Stephen King and I like his books, but I particularly like this because I feel like it is grounded in reality. Like there's no supernatural super going natural. on. Like it could, like that could actually happen to you, which makes it scarier to me. I think. Hopefully not. Mm. But yeah. Yeah, it's not like his sort of usual stuff. I think he. Or Annie Wilkes could be real as well. Like as in. Yeah. You might identify more with Annie Wilkes. There mm. might be people out there who. I hope not. I hope, like, I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't. But there might be people out there. Who... Yeah, you never know. I hope not, yeah. because that's quite scary. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I think he... You know, he's got... Um, he writes under a pseudonym, or he did, I don't think he does anymore, called uh, Richard Backman. He... Um, I think he was going to release this as a, a Backman book... But he got revealed to be him before it came out, so he released it as himself. Yeah. Because I think he he did. It, I think he did it as a bit of a test to see if he could still sell books, and it wasn't yeah. just that that his name was on the book, which he did. So, yeah. yeah. When he first wrote something that wasn't horror, the critics were a little bit like, "Oh, what is what's he doing?" Yeah, yeah, that's it. That that's kind of what I took from this until until obviously like I've I've seen things and he has actually said like it's a it's basically him dealing with his addictions, but Yeah. I do think I do think part of it as well is because obviously he's pigeonholed as a horror writer and and if he I think there was like a time where he deviated from that pattern and people were like, Well, why are you doing that? Why are you writing horror? But then, you know, if you look at like the Green Mile and all that lot, 
I say you do what you want because they're yeah, very good. Right, whatever. Yeah. Just oh, the Green film. Mile. Oh yeah. God, I can't watch the film. It just makes me cry. Floods of tears. Yeah. I like the mouse. <laughs> Mr. Jingles. I like Mr. Jingles. He's great. Yeah. Uh, ratings. I will probably give it a five out of five. It's very good. I would probably give it the same, except some bits I can't watch. Is it? Do Do you downgrade it point five of a point because of the foot? Yeah, like, as in, <laughs> I do. I I do think it's good, but yeah. I personally cannot watch it all. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Um, go. There's loads of stuff going on in your feet. They shouldn't be injured like that. Your feet should point the correct way. They should not point yeah. the other way around. I saw a thing your once. Your feet have got like 114 bones in or something. I saw a, I saw a thing once and it was about like, um, it was like people who'd injured themselves doing sport. Yeah. And I'd seen like, there was a guy who was arm wrestling and his arm just snapped. <gasps> it was disgusting. Ugh. And I was like, right, I am never arm wrestling anyone ever. Um, because well, I do not know what that happened do it to me. With someone much weaker than yourself. Yeah, and there was a guy that there was a guy that had um I think he was doing karate and had kicked somebody and his leg just snapped. Oh. But then there was another guy who was a race car driver who got into a crash and his foot got pretty much detached from his leg. And then they showed a picture of it and his foot was like facing the other way and it was hanging off by a thread and I was like oh my god that's disgusting yeah. oh it well, was horrible at least I'm not a it haunts my dreams <laughs> it's horrible but yeah like that's like that scene I feel like that scene stuck with me like for years because yeah. like if anyone ever mentioned misery I thought foot foot going <sighs> that way no <laughs> um, so for Gore I'd probably give it a Three just for that scene because it is a bit icky, and and the fight yeah. scene at the end's quite bloody as well. Like they really do like beat each other to a pulp. It's crazy. Yeah, humor probably a two and a half. There was some funny. Bits I forgot the bit. I forgot the bit. Like when he stopped being nice to her as well. He stopped being nice to her and he's grumpy and he sat at the window, and um, I think she's like been shopping or something and she comes out of a car and she waves at him but obviously like he's like I'm not being nice to you anymore and he just gives her the finger through the window <laughs> <laughs> I love that bit and she's like oh you kidder and he's like nah, I hate you <laughs> I love it it's great overall overall a classic yeah yeah I, I recommend like said that. gives her the finger out of the window but overall a classic overall a classic yeah finger out of the window imitates a pig brilliant five stars it's a a blooming classic yeah i do like kathy bates she always scared me though as a child i feel like i was always like she's dead scary but then when i've actually watched her in interviews and stuff she's quite like she's quite like softly spoken and she's actually quite nice yeah sure she is wish she was in titanic as well she was quite a she was that woman was she called molly yeah I want to call her Molly. Unsinkable Molly Brown. Molly Brown. She 
I think she was based on a real person. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, she's great. I like it. I really like her in American Horror Story as well. I haven't seen that. She's found a she's found a niche. Next week, we're gonna do if you can handle it. I love that. Oh what? We're gonna do Candyman next week. Because because the new one was meant to come out. Yeah. Which I'm sad that it's not gonna. Is it not? So it's not out. It's not. No, they've they've pushed it back to September. Okay. But I'm thinking well, maybe if cinemas open, we can watch it. Sometimes seeing a horror film in a cinema has a bit more atmosphere. We can watch the original. Yeah. Have a little chat about it, and then you're ready for the new one coming out. I'm really excited for the new one. Jordan Peele's producing it. It's gonna be good. I saw a trailer. I think you showed me a trailer for mm. one, and it did look quite good. Yeah, and it's got um, I think it's got Tony Todd in it, and I think it's got um Anne Marie in it as well. So I'm very excited. So yeah, so watch Candyman for next week. And in the meantime, if you want to get in touch with us, we are on Twitter at WNS Horrorpod. We are on Facebook at Wonderful and Strange and we are also on the emails at wonderfulandstrange at hotmail.com. Give Candyman a watch and we'll see you next week. Yep. Stay safe, guys. Bye. Switching to GEICO is a good idea, especially when you consider everything. First off, GEICO makes it easy to switch. They have licensed agents available 24-7 online or over the phone. But if it's so easy, you might start thinking everything is easy, even big wave surfing. And it's not. It's actually quite difficult. Well, if you switch to GEICO, you could save hundreds on car insurance. And you could keep saving by bundling your motorcycle, boat, and RV, plus your home or renter's insurance. But saving money might lead you to make some questionable purchases, like a 20-foot feather boa. And do you know how hard it is to clean a 20-foot feather boa? Well, they do have an industry-leading mobile app you can use to pay your bill, file and manage a claim, or add a new driver. But when life gets a little easier, it makes you too confident. And you start calling everyone ace. And you're better than that. Well, GEICO has a 97% customer satisfaction rating and has been saving people money for 85 years. It's hard to beat that. But you're right. Switch to GEICO. It's obviously a good idea.
Is it time for a new heating and cooling system? Turn to the experts at Griffith Energy Services and Carrier today and get 0% financing for 18 months on a new heating and cooling system. Get the comfort you deserve from Griffith Energy Services and Carrier. Visit GriffithEnergyServices.com today for this and other exclusive offers. That's GriffithEnergyServices.com. License number MDHVACR01-2278. Griffith Energy Services. Doggone dependable. Cox can help make your home smarter and your life easier. Now you can use your Contour voice remote to connect to your home life cameras so you can view them right on your TV screen using simple voice commands. That makes it easy to keep tabs on what's happening around your home right from your couch. Need to keep an eye on the kids when they're playing outside? Just say, show me my backyard camera into your Cox voice remote and watch them while you're in the house. And if you're waiting for a delivery and want to make sure it's there on time, no problem. Just say, show me driveway camera to check on it with your Home Life HD cameras on the TV screen while you go about your day. When you live in a home powered by Cox Internet, you can stay connected to what matters and let Cox take care of the rest. To learn more about all the benefits of your connected home, visit cox.com slash thisishome today.